the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Studios. This is AM 1280. The Patriot. WWTC. Minneapolis. St. Paul. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. President Trump is condemning North Korea's test of its second intercontinental ballistic missile as a threat to the world. In a White House statement, President Trump condemned the launch of another intercontinental ballistic missile, calling it the latest reckless and dangerous action by the North Korean regime. Meanwhile, the U.S. and South Korean forces conducted joint live-fire exercises in response to the missile test. Military officials say the training event was conducted to demonstrate their precision firing capability and exercise assets countering North Korea's missile launch. That is White House correspondent Greg Clugston. We're Republicans in Washington may be ready to move on from health care, but conservatives are warning the GOP-led Congress not to abandon its pledge to repeal the Obama-era health law or risk a political nightmare in next year's elections. This is SRN News. Eric Metaxas sorts out the wiretapping story. How does this make Hillary and Obama any different than Richard Nixon? That's a very good question. Well, they're using the power of the government to destroy the opposition. I think they thought very clearly that Hillary was going to win. Right. And none of this would have ever come to light. That's the point. The Eric Metaxas Show, overnights at 3, right before Hugh Hewitt at 5, on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. The Northern Alliance Radio Network and Brad Carlson continue next year on The Patriot. Brad is in for Mitch. Mitch is out on assignment learning Norwegian or some such thing. He'll be back next weekend. You can always catch Brad at his regular time Sundays at 2 p.m. And don't forget about King Banyan. Saturday and Sunday mornings at 9 over on Business 1440. You can also listen online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. From the Benjamin Franklin Plumbing Weather Center, low to mid-80s the next few days with lots of sun. This hour of the Northern Alliance Radio Network is brought to you by Thompson Building and Remodeling. With over 30 years of experience in home repair and remodeling, Thompson Building and Remodeling can ensure you of a quality job done right. From expert roofing, siding, and window installation to full additions and more. To see their work, visit online at thompsonpros.com. Thompson supports the Northern Alliance Radio Network to bring Patriot listeners a local voice in local and national politics. The Northern Alliance is on. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. Hey, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast. We'd like to call The Closer. It's me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Mitchburg today. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. 
You can also weigh in uh, on text message 651-243-0390. Hey, you're supposed to keep that playing, Nick. Come on now. There we go. Nick's messing with my routine here. <laughs> no, Nick and I don't work together that often, so it's all good. Buddy. It's all good. And he goes away by Twitter at hashtag NAR and hashtag NARN for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. Again, Mitch Berg out on assignment today. He'll be back next Saturday. And I'll be back in my regular time slot tomorrow. So, of course, uh, in my old age, I'm getting a little soft. I need to call in reinforcements anytime I have to do a second hour these days. And uh, dear friends of the broadcast and political activists in their own right, and two members of the Crystal City Council are in studio today. We have uh, Nancy LaRoche and uh, Jeff Kolb, again, longtime uh, friends of the broadcast, uh, here to talk all things uh, Minnesota politics. Hey, we might even get it. I, I, I imagine they may have a thing or two to say about the uh, city of Crystal and the uh, wonderful reforms that are being enacted now that it's turned over to uh, some of our uh, fine conservative friends, even though <clears throat> it's technically nonpartisan uh, elected positions. I, I realize that. But uh, nevertheless, we're going to talk all things uh, Minnesota politics. We've got uh, the gubernatorial campaign is already kicking off. It doesn't seem like there's any off season. In election year politics, that is for certain. So, uh, well, first of all, Nancy, Jeff, welcome back to the broadcast. Good to have you on. Thank you. Thank you for Thanks having for us. Having... Yeah, good to have you on. And uh, in fact, uh, Nancy, I don't, know, I don't know if you remember this. Uh, I first learned of uh, the Northern Alliance from you uh, yes. back in 2004. I remember we were members of a protest warrior. We would go, we uh, go way back. Yeah, go, we tackle anti-war kooks back in 2004 who it were trying to get uh, George Bush unseated. And uh, Nancy all of a sudden sent me an email saying, hey, you want to do a radio interview? They want to talk to us about uh, protest warrior. It's uh, AM 1280, uh, you know, WWTC. They do a weekend show. I'm like, what? There's weekend political talk going on in the Twin Cities? Exactly. How do I get in on that? And, exactly. Uh, and Mitch, bless yeah. his heart, joined us on a couple of protest warrior he did. missions, didn't he? He did, yeah. And the best ever was about a month before the election. We were across the street from XL Energy Center during the yep. Bruce Springsteen <laughs> REM concert, and we got cursed out by a Vietnam vet. God bless his heart. You know, I we appreciate his service. You thanked him for his service, I as did. a matter of fact, to try to uh, soften him up a little bit because he was cursing at us and flipping us off and bleep George Bush. Uh, good times, Nancy even our times. humorous signs did not disarm that guy. No, did no, no. The f bombs were flying. Yeah, <laughs> they there were a couple of. Infl- yeah, we we there were a couple of pretty inflammatory, not inflammatory, but uh, uh, very uh, shall we say politically incorrect signs we had uh, up well, there. So not, yeah, they were politically honest. I think um, something that uh, today you know when you see people telling the truth like it is, but we did it in a humorous way. We were never combative. We stood peacefully with our signs. We engaged in dialogue. We wanted debate. Well, that's just it. Yeah. I, and one of the signs that really got them, they kind of had to look at is there was a uh, it was it was a woman in a burqa with a chain around her neck tied to a pole, and it said "Protect Islamic property rights against Western imperialism. Say no to war." And they would look at it and like. I agree with I, that, I but I think they're on our side. Are they on our side? Yeah, and of course they didn't know we were mocking them, you know. And so, uh, right. yeah, fun times. We can reminisce about that for an entire two-hour show, and show. Roche. But yeah. uh, obviously, got a lot of Minnesota politics to get to. But before we do that, you know, we and we've highlighted this your fine city of Crystal on this show many a times, uh, particularly in the 2014 midterm elections when the mm-hmm. you know Jeff and a couple of your colleagues were uh, elected to the city council and uh, of course with a uh, mayor Jim Adams uh, one of our uh, uh, you know fine right of center mayor and then uh, yourself being elected this past year uh, are, are some meaningful reforms happening in uh, Christenau, Jeff well, and Nancy? Do we know? Uh, I'll take, I'm going to start out before Jeff, just as a brand new council member. 
he and his group before us and Jim even before him helped lay the groundwork for yes. the positive changes that happened. So all the credit goes to that those three council members that got elected in 2014. Right, right. Aw, shucks. Aw. <laughs> he turned red, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but and and this is this is uh, this is a great opportunity because of course Crystal is a you know uh, a suburb just uh, just west of Minneapolis in that cluster with New Hope and Golden Valley and Robbinsdale which uh, pretty much rubber stamps Keith Ellison back to Congress every couple of years and the fact well, that there is a pocket in that congressional district that uh, can possibly see some meaningful conservative reforms that's certainly a good thing Jeff Kolb yeah Keith, Keith does worse in. Um in the suburban parts of the fifth district than he sure. does in the in the city. I mean, he runs up the numbers in the city of Minneapolis um, and certain portions of Minneapolis more than he does. Um, you you get a lot of um, even people who are who vote Democrat generally um, who are not big Keith Ellison fans out in Crystal. You, okay. you hear you hear that a lot. Good so, to know. Good to know. Yeah. Um, but I would say you know what's what's interesting about what's great about local politics is that it's nonpartisan. And I think when you look at what it is that, that we've done um, from it, I think uh, we had it, we had a, um, it, we later found out it was a, it was supposed to be a hit piece um, that came out uh, just before the, the election in 2016 um, that talked about uh, how we were like this libertarian paradise in the city of crystal i remember all, this all these libertarians this. and um Ooh, scary yeah and yeah. the the very best part was um was the end um was the end there was a quote from a woman who's actually um who lives in my ward uh, uh and she was like well i mean i you're telling me that that's what's going on but i don't see any i don't i don't see any evidence of that in the city and i actually have really good positive interactions with my elected officials so i don't really know what you're talking about i think that's what they call um, burying the lead i'm not sure yeah, yeah and so it what's what's interesting i mean when you look at what what we um you know uh cam winton who ran for mayor of minneapolis and i don't know whatever year that was 2013 four years ago that's right cam yes. cam used to always say oh that's right that was this last cycle cam used to always say there's no Democrat or Republican way to fill a pothole. Mm -hmm. um, there's really not a lot of opportunity. I, that's not true. You can make the opportunity if you want to artificially make opportunity for partisanship in local elections. But what it really was more about, I think, in our in our particular case, was we had a city council at the time that was just out of control in terms of not interested in what those lowly citizens have to say. Mm. Um, they were in charge, and uh, that's how and that's how it was going to be. And this all really kind of started back when there was a there was a project, and it doesn't even matter what the project was, but some local project that some citizens went to go speak about and in opposition to. And the mayor said, "Yeah, well, if you don't like it, then just leave." Wow. And um, and they said, "This is well, not the current mayor now." No, uh, correct, obviously, right. correct. And 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 they said, "Well." Actually, what we're going to do is we're going to just get rid of you instead because we brave new the, world. The, the, wow. the city's not the problem; yeah. you're the problem. And that was uh, the uh, city's the Green Step program. I know uh, it? it was uh, the County Road 81. Oh, the um, 81 piece button that goes even even way further back. Oh, but yeah. um, so so that's where where that kind of the root of that local organization started to to get rid of to get rid of these people, and it was more about the attitude of like, hey, you know what? If you don't like it, then move. And that's just not how it should be so i mean Indeed, when yes. you look at some you know from some philosophical things um we're rolling back some regulations we're getting rid of some duplicate um some 
really dumb laws that we had on the books. Um, I'll give a, a great example. The Village of Crystal back in the 1920s um, started licensing plumbers um, because that was probably something that was important at the time. Since then, the state has begun licensing plumbers. We never went back and looked at that duplicative licensing process. What we just did is we forced anyone who wanted to do, do plumbing in Crystal to come down and get a separate license to do business in the city of Crystal. We weren't doing anything with it. We weren't checking their credentials. We weren't doing it. They basically just gave us a check, filled out a form, and then we gave them a piece of paper that said they could do business. Nobody was benefiting from that in any way, shape, or form. We weren't covering our costs with the fees. We weren't providing any service or value to residents. Um, so that was a really easy decision for us to just say, yeah, okay, we're not going to do that anymore. Um, so it's, I think, more about being willing to just challenge the way that we've always done things. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, we do have, you know, if you want to look at uh, I, whatever you want to label it, but the notion that we're not going to borrow money um, unless we absolutely have to, uh, that we should be paying f cash for things. Um, I, I don't know if it's a necessarily a conservative ideal that you build up a rainy day fund that mm. so that if there's some type of emergency in the city that you have the money to pay for it. I mean, um, if you want to call those radical libertarian ideas, that's fine. But I mean, the, the notion that we should be able to afford what we're gonna what we're gonna buy and that we're gonna and that we're gonna save up and have a little a little bit of cash in the bank and so that we can. Um, so that we can uh, uh, pay for things if, if there's an emergency. Though, you know, if you want to call it radical, feel free. But it seems pretty common sense to me. And you know, we had a we had a referendum um, uh, to uh, this year, 2016, uh, was the first re-election cycle after this kind of change took place in the city. And um, with the exception of uh, of one seat, um, everybody kept their seat. And uh, there were some. I think unique circumstances with that one seat, um, why we lost it, that wasn't didn't have to do with the way we were governing it. Sure, it had more sure. to do with how the campaign was run. So mm -hmm. um I think that uh I think, you know, we had a we had a fairly aggressive race for mayor um in the city of Crystal uh, a year ago. Uh, it was the it was a rematch between the former mayor and the sitting mayor uh, Jim Adams. Oh. And um okay. Jim actually increased his margin uh, the second time around. So after four years of radical libertarian ideas, um, Jim actually was able to increase his margin. Uh, like and then that's when Nancy was able to get elected and replaced somebody who was uh, a member of the Green Party um, and replaced somebody who Keith Ellison actually personally endorsed uh, and recruited to run against her. Um, so, you know, um, there's this notion that the suburbs are, are dark blue. I don't think that they are. I mean, I think that they... Um, I think they're just a little bit more common sense uh, and a little bit more um, kind of default Democrat. But, you know, when you take the labels away and you start talking to people about what the actual ideas are that we're talking about, there's nothing scary there. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I've I've talked to people who've run for, you know, run for, for Congress and they would go into, you know, they're running as a Republican and they would go into typically a Democrat district like CD4, for instance, mm -hmm. heavily Democrat. They would go and talk to folks one on one and, and the people would love to hear their ideas. But when they find out the party they're running under... So, oh, I can, I can never vote for a Republican. Yeah. And so I, I say that because this is so nice that you could say, well, this is a nonpartisan elected position. I, you know, the, these are just common sense issues. I'm, you know, you don't have to convey any party label because, let's face it, there there is no party label when they go to the ballot box. And that, exactly. that, that's definitely a nice advantage, Nancy. And to Jeff's point, uh, when Cam quoted about potholes, that's what I would tell people. I said, does party matter when you're moving a variance or voting on a variance to move a street back a little bit right, or right. to uh, finance roads and bridges or whatever, or 
maintaining your parks. They went, yeah, you're right. That's what I found as well. When I talked, I don't think maybe more than five people asked if I was with a party. Okay. Nobody well, even brought it up. And, you know, it came up from time to time when I was campaigning, and I would always, my default stock answer was, it's a nonpartisan race, and most of the time people kind of were just like, oh, okay. And then sometimes people would press me, and I'd mm-hmm. answer honestly. Um, uh, one lady said, oh, well, there's a there's a cream for that or something like that. She was, <laughs> but, you know, uh, after... That's pretty good, yeah. After, uh, after 10 minutes of conversation, uh, I ended up with uh, two lawn signs in her front yard, um, despite despite my you know pol- political leanings as she, she really liked you know what i kind of my mm-hmm. approach and what i had to say and she lived on a corner so it was a good nice. spot to get two oh, icons in there so um and uh uh so i think you know it again it's it's more about um you know i i would mention too that, uh, that our opponents run with the dfl party um they run with the dfl party endorsement they mm-hmm. it's on um, their literature they co-campaign with the dfl legislators they um they are really embraced in that, and it it really turns people off um, more than it more than it I helps. Can see them. that, sure. and, and you know, um, I, not not to brag, but I will. Um, my margin was uh, over two to one in in my election. I, I cleared sixty seven percent, so um, it was not it was not close. Uh, and um, and so you know, it, you show people some respect. You you have some common sense ideas. It's mm-hmm. really not it's not rocket science. They you know. And we'll see what happens if I decide to run again um, in however long it is, another year Next or two year, or whatever Jeff. it is. Yeah, that's it. Um, maybe I will, maybe I won't. But, you know, we'll see if we can keep that keep that margin up or what, what happens. I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah. We do need to get yeah, – I'm sorry, Nancy. I'm pro- okay. Sorry to interrupt. We do need to get to a break here in a couple minutes. Before we do, uh, we do have a caller. Uh, Steve, I appreciate your patience. Uh, Steve is in Minneapolis. He wants to uh, weigh in. Hey, Steve, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Man, this is way off subject. I'm inter- interested in listening about local politics, but I had a comment regarding your health care uh, vote, you know, Senator McCain. Yes, sir. Second. I don't know if you want to take it now or you want to wait, because oh. I hate to interrupt this conversation. No, we have a couple of minutes, and we need to go to a break. So, Steve, Steve if you uh, if you got a couple minute uh, comment, go ahead. Yes. Here, here's something to think about. Uh, this vote, the skinny uh, uh, repeal vote, went down by one vote. It was all on McCain. You know, he was the one that, you know, changed the dynamics he is not going to last with his uh, his uh, physical condition, and if he retires or expires, Governor Ducey is probably going to replace him. He's got the right to uh, name the replacement for McCain in Arizona. Okay. This Kelly Ward, Kelly Ward ran against him in the primary and really made a good showing. Okay. An extremely sharp doctor from Duke, very articulate. If Ducey appoints her, that's going to change the whole game right there. And if the Republicans decide to go back and take another bite at the apple, they will have a very conservative senator from Arizona replacing her. That's 50-50, and with Pence making the difference, that's 51. Think about that. Do a little research on that, and I think if they come back in the next few months, there's going to be a big change in the Senate. Appreciate the call, Steve. Uh, yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. I did see Kelly Ward's quote was say, I wish McCain would hurry up, step down, re- and retire so I could slip in. I thought that was a little tacky given that it was within a couple of days of his diagnosis. But that's neither here nor there. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate your phone call. We will be back in mere moments to talk more local politics. Jeff Cold, Nancy LaRoche on the Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Go nowhere. Time, 
When smart businesses need to grow their team, they do it on the site proven to deliver, Indeed.com. According to an independent study, Indeed delivers five times more hires than any other job site, more hires than the rest combined. And right now we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job, boosting your listing in relevant search results. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com slash credit. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Active military and veterans, find the patriotic Blue Ox and win a free furnace or AC unit from Blue Ox Heating and Air. AM 1280, the Patriot and Blue Ox have partnered to honor veterans and active military. In order to win, find the patriotic Blue Ox on either am1280thepatriot.com or go to blueox.com. Each week it can be found in a different spot on the websites. Find it, click it, and register to win it. Veterans and active military who register get an instant 15% discount on Blue Ox service or tune-ups. Find the patriotic Blue Ox today. If you're like most people near retirement, you're concerned about running out of money before you run out of life. Hugh Hewitt here with Sheila Franks from Lifestyle Financial and Tax Advisor. Sheila, it's a real fear among people. You know, Hugh, it really is. The people I talk to are really afraid and wonder how they're going to replace that income and protect the lifestyle that they've worked so hard to create. What's the one crucial thing that people need to consider, Sheila? Hugh, it's really about how are they going to generate income in addition to their Social Security to ensure that they don't have to change their lifestyle that they've worked so hard to accomplish. Are you 100% confident that your money will last as long as you do? Call Sheila Franks at Lifestyle Financial and Tax Advisors. 763-545-5555. Sheila will help you create a blueprint for income for the rest of your life. Listen to Sheila's radio show Saturdays at 7 on, on, on The Patriot. Call her here at 763-545-5555. Hugh Hewitt is a paid spokesperson and is not a client of Lifestyle Financial and Tax Advisors or Global Financial Private Capital. Hello, beautiful. I'm Madison Reed, and my mom named her revolutionary hair color company after me. My mom taught me that women can do anything they set their mind to. Hi, I'm Madison's mom, Amy Errett. I founded Madison Reed with the idea to create luxurious, ammonia-free, salon-quality, at-home hair color that saves women time and money. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, multi-dimensional, shiny hair. I'm proud to say Madison Reed is a female-led company. From our chief marketing officer to our master colorist, we are all women and top experts in our field. Founded in love, we are a hair color company led by women, made for women. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code GRATEFUL. That's code GRATEFUL. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed. Bingo. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot. I yelped it. Good, good. <laughs> they need to hear your feedback. Northern Alliance Radio Network. I don't know where I'm we are back with another edition or another segment on the broadcast. The headliner edition, Sands, the headliner, Mitch Burr. This doesn't sound like David Coverdale. <laughs> on the Either that or he's doing karaoke. I don't know. <laughs> hey, we're back. It is me, Brad Carlson. Again, Mitch Berg out on assignment. He'll be back next Saturday. I'll be back in my normal time slot tomorrow, pulling double duty this weekend. Honored to be joined by Nancy LaRoche and Jeff Kolb. They Minnesota political activists, uh, members of the Crystal City Council, and just friends of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Glad to have you folks on today. Thank you. Uh, as we're talking a little election stuff, Jeff is uh, hedging whether he's going to run again in 2018. But we know 
Some candidates were running for some political office in 2018. The race for governor is heating up. There are a handful of uh, Republican candidates that have got in, and uh, apparently Jeff's not impressed by it. Jeff. Jeff, wake up! Wake we got up, a, Jeff. We got a show to do here, Jeff. Come Sorry. on now, get out, get with it. A <laughs> uh, handful of uh, Republican candidates who have gotten into the race thus far: uh, Philip Parrish, who ran for U.S. Senate in uh, 2014 on the Republican side. Um, there was one guy, yeah, there he is, uh, Christopher Chamberlain. I would describe him as a male version of A.J. Kern with some of the things yeah, he talks about. Yeah, is he from the Constitutionalist Party? I tried to look him up the yeah. other day, and I, I think didn't somebody, find much. Somebody found that he ran under the name, like, Draculia. Is uh, he Count Dracula? Yeah. Or yeah. Count Chocula he or looks, somebody? He looks kind of gothic, so it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me. Oh, Vladimir. Yeah. Is it that Vladimir guy? I don't. I have no idea. But um, I'm just getting up. the non-entities out of the way first. Uh, Oli Savior and Jeffrey Wharton also on the GOP <gasps> You side. have to go to Oli Savior's website. I apparently, yeah. But, he, it says when you Google him, uh-huh. of course I did, trying to find con- or information. So it says Oli Savior. For governor, Minnesota, mm-hmm. you click on it, and his headline reads, Oli Savior for Senate 2014. Oh, whoops. Need to update yeah, that a one, little I guess. Bit. Anyways, and then, uh, <laughs> and then of course, some of the, at least thus far, uh, and Blake Huffman, Ramsey County Commissioner. By the way, our fr- friend of the broadcast, Brian Strasser, posted a picture of the Shoreview Parade about a week ago. Uh, Blake Huffman was in the car that said, Blake Huffman, Ramsey County Commissioner. It's like, is he not running for governor? And where's volunteers? There were no volunteers. Oh, there was nobody ouch. nobody with him. It's like, are you not running for governor and do you not have anybody on board to campaign? But is his seat up for commissioner? Uh, he, I, I believe he just got reelected. I thought yeah, he got reelected in twenty sixteen. I think so too. Oh, yeah. so if he doesn't win, he can get right back yeah, into his seat. Right, right. Okay. And then of course, uh Jeff's favorite candidate, uh Jeff Johnson, who was the candidate in twenty fourteen uh, for governor, and uh Matt Dean, who's all those are the two bigger names, Jeff Johnson and Matt Dean. Uh and then of course uh, I wanted to get Jeff's input on the Keith Downey for governor juggernaut. Yes, Keith Downey, the former Republican Party chair, declared he is running uh, for governor. And uh, a lot of people, I don't, I don't know who famously said it because I'd love to attribute this quote to them, but running for Minnesota Republican Party chair basically is where your political career goes to die. So Keith read that Downey too, yeah. apparently is going the opposite way. He's Republican Party chair. Now he's running for governor. Uh Keith Downey, heck of a nice guy. I don't see that really going anywhere. Jeff, I'm dying, so. to, dying to die to hear your analysis on this one, uh, Keith. I mean, really, the last impression, and we had you on to talk about. Were you uh, Republican Party chair race where Keith Downey penned that letter uh, speaking yeah. out against Chris Fields? I'm like, I'm not sure that's the best way to kind of create a unifying message at this point. But were, uh, were you going to get to um, serious candidates at some point, or? Um, Okay, so we'll move on. Awkward. Jeff Johnson. I mean, honestly, no, you know, I, I mean, uh, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say about Keith Downey. Um, what, what was what was interesting about Keith Downey, uh, and I'm not a fan of Keith Downey's. Um, really? Uh, yeah. Alert uh, the media. Uh, yeah, uh, breaking. Um, <laughs> here, so so here, here's what was interesting about Downey's announcement is that um, there was more pushback to Downey's announcement for governor than there was to any other candidate um, that has gotten in the race so far on either side. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'd say 95% of the pushback was internal within the within the, the party. And, um, you know, I, I hate to disagree with... Uh, I hate to disagree with Blaise Olson, who wrote in his Morning Take newsletter the next day that the pushback was because Downey is seen as, as a strong candidate. Um, you know, there's a couple of reasons why... 
people take shots at you. Um, one is maybe because they see you as the front run- runner and they're trying to weaken you. But the other is because people just don't like you. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look at if you if if you're kind of plugged into Minnesota politics and you look at the different people who are taking shots at Downey, the, these are this was a broad cross section of people in Minnesota Republican politics. This was not one one segment or one sect or one one click or one group. This was people from across the spectrum. You had two sitting legislators um, who had very negative th- negative things to say about him. One, Kelly Fenton, who had worked with Keith Downey at the, at yes, the state party as right. his deputy chair, um, who had a lot of negative things to say about him. Um, if you look at, you know, Chris Fields, who didn't weigh in yet, uh, at least publicly on, on the announcement, but Chris has some negative things to say about it. So the people who have worked the most closely with Keith are people who are really not interested in him, in him running. You had, um, you know, when you you can see on Twitter when people favorite things and things like that. You had a number of um, of staffers, you know, uh, Minnesota State House and Senate staffers who were maybe not going to say anything, but they were going to kind of tacitly like kind of kind, kind of like post. a couple tweets <laughs> or, or like a post on Facebook, kind of taking a shot at at, at him. Um, it was. Um, there was a fairly negative reaction to his announcement. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think um, the optics of his announcement were were pretty much perfect. It was him standing alone on the on the front steps of a drab building. Um, <laughs> uh, you could not get a better. Um, you could not get a better uh, a kind of a. You know, that was like his campaign in a nutshell. Um, I had a subtweet to that where I I had the video of uh, from Shrek the donkey singing i'm all alone i don't know who the i don't know who the constituency is for for downey for gov i mean i assume that i assume there must be somebody somewhere willing to write a check and it, it will we'll find out eventually um but it would surprise me if he gets if he gets much traction i, I was surprised to see he was going to abide by the endorsement considering um he's not in a very strong position with delegates um uh, who knows? I, I mean, delegates have not um, have not expressed the best judgment in the past, and when it comes to selecting candidates, but um, it's all depending on who he brings in. Because next year you have a new slate of delegates coming in, correct? Uh, correct. Mm-hmm. If you can organize well enough um, to get your delegates elected, and you know, go through the caucus process and, and all of that. So, I mean, that remains to be seen too. You have to have a fairly um, large we'll, operation. We'll pick up where we left off coming up on another segment. Brad Carlson along with Nancy LaRoche and Jeff Cole filling in on the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Go nowhere. Back in mere moments. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas. When I was playing ball, they called me the big hurt. But after I left the game, Mother Nature started putting a big hurt on me. I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, it wasn't my fault. Once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. But luckily, I found out about Nugenics. Nugenics is a unique man-boosting formula powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help boost your free testosterone levels. Get a complimentary bottle now by texting PRIME11 to 321321. With Nugenics, you can feel stronger, leaner, with a lot more stamina and energy. And guys, she'll like the difference, too. Nugenics is GNC's number one selling men's vitality product. 
Get a complimentary bottle now by texting PRIME11 to 321321. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. So again, text PRIME11 to 321321. Mr. Scott Black from Like It Matters Radio has developed a life-changing experience called Leadership Awakening. Past attenders, when asked about Leadership Awakening, just smile, shake their head, and say, I can't explain it, but it changed my life. Mr. Black has released two half-off vouchers for his next Leadership Awakening in Minnesota, August 10th through the 12th. Leadership Awakening is regularly $2,000, but right now, you can get it for just $1,000, half price. Go to am1280thepatriot.com and click on Deals. Leadership Awakening doesn't take applicants, only commitment. People say there are billions of dollars lost in a market crash. The truth is, they're not lost, they just exchange hands. And the good news is, by gaining the right kind of knowledge, you can learn to recognize the opportunities that exist and, more importantly, act on them. I'm Pastor David Mitchell, founder of Tradeway. Along with being an investment advisor, Tradeway offers our students a powerful education so that they can take their investments in their own hands. We break down the confusing world of finance so that you can understand it. We keep it simple, fun, and personal. Come join us at our next two-day event called Step 1, Start Your Journey. You'll learn to take small steps to reach your biggest goals. Coming to the Weston Edina Galleria, September 15th and 16th. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. Financial Fortitude with Dale Creed Francis and Ryan Litvin pointing out today's challenges in the economy for today's investors. The investment landscape has dramatically changed in the last five years, the last 10 years, the last two years to where you have investment vehicles that you now have access to and can invest in those IRA structures and you can create an income plan and not just be susceptible to those mutual fund strategies. Saturday at 3 and Sundays at 11 a.m. here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Welcome back, Game 12 the Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment on the broadcast. It is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance. Sands, the headliner, Mitch Berg, was out on assignment today, but fear not. Mitch will be back next Saturday. It is me, Brad Carlson. I'll be back in my regular time slot also tomorrow. It's a good thing it was a heavy news week. Uh, other way, Lots you know, going I, on. I left a lot on the table in the first hour, but says, oh, I can pick up where I left off in the uh, tomorrow. But anyways, honored to be joined by my friends uh, Nancy LaRoche and Jeff Kolb, both Minnesota political activists, friends of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and uh, esteemed members. Are you esteemed members of the Crystal City Council? You are in my eyes, Jeff and Nancy. I I've only say. been in about seven months, you so know, I'm we, not esteemed yet. I gotta, uh, I'm going to look it up right here because I got a great email the other day that started with just the f- most fantastic salutation. I- I'm going to look it up while you Yes, I was. Talking. Thank you for that because that made FCC my week when we received thing. that email about oh, it's a positivity. Good one. Okay. It was okay. very, very nice from a resident. No, this was a this is a different one. It oh. said uh, it said uh, where is this guy here? Hello, distinguished officers of the community of Crystal. Distinguished, <laughs> I like it. Wow, I thought, I thought you know what? You don't need to read from there. Just take that, <laughs> hang it up. Yeah, yeah I'm like you know what? <laughs> my got, job here is done. You got my attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So if so, if they wanted to go ahead and take shots at you, at least you know they kept you for that. Yeah, one. I, I mean, like, oh, they did, but kept me interested. Well, yes. fantastic. Well, again, we are talking about uh, all things uh, Minnesota politics. Talking about the uh, 2018 uh, gubernatorial race. Talked a little bit about the uh, Republican candidates. So, are, I think, are we all in agreement that 
the best candidate is yet to declare, if there is a best candidate out there, whomever that may From be. From what I'm hearing, just in the general community of friends, and um, there nobody's real excited about any of the candidates. Nope. I shouldn't say nobody. There are some who are very excited about the current slate. Um, but I'm a hearing of, a lot of okay. people who longtime activists in the party who are saying, hey, I'm not really a, real gung-ho about anyone yet. Okay, fair I, enough. I don't think the A squad's in yet. I mean, I, I, and I don't know if the A squad's coming. Quite frankly, whomever I, that may I, be. I don't, yeah. Yes, I don't. I don't. I actually have a hard time defining who the A squad would be. So um, it's, um, but this is feeling a little bit more like kind of the beginning of the presidential race in in 2016, where you where you had this cast of characters out there, and you're kind of going, okay, so uh, when do we get the real? Mm-hmm. Right. And then we see it, saw what happened there. So who knows? I don't know who right. the I don't know who the Donald Trump of 2018 in Minnesota politics is going to be. But I know it, Jeff Johnson has kind of conveyed the drain the swamp uh, rhetoric uh, a little bit. I know you were a big Jeff Johnson fan in 2014. You no, know, no, he's everybody's yeah. fan, right? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> for those of you who know Jeff, you know that's totally not, tongue in cheek. He was not a Jeff Johnson guy back no. in 2014, and he was very public about it. So I'm not yep. revealing anything, Jeff. That's all true. Yeah. And, yeah. and Jeff and I have since. Um, Buried the hatchet, so to speak, and so I mean, I think we have a we have a decent relationship now, uh, and at least a working relationship. I'm sure I'm not going to get invited to his Christmas party, but, um, but um, you know, I I I would say um, more than it's anything personal against Jeff. I have a real hard time with um, candidates who lost a winnable race trying to get in um, and and run again. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially, I think, in this particular case, um, it was, I think the environment was much more, um, the environment was much more friendly four years ago than it will be. Yes. It it was friendly, but you also had that, uh, the endorsement versus non-endorsement battle, which I think really hurt his campaign personally. I think he drained a lot of money to get endorsed. That's, yeah, that, and that, that. To be fair. That is definitely true, but I, and I think that even amongst the Johnson supporters, uh, not those who were directly working with the campaign, but those who supported him and wanted him to get in, at the end said his campaign was just way too unfocused it just mm-hmm. there was so many great opportunities for messaging well like when uh, uh preferred one pulled out of the uh, minsure exchange and the messaging behind that was woefully le- that's just one example woefully lagged behind and that's just right. great opportunity and and some attribute In, that to lack of focus and instead we had we had Keith Downey, brainchild of the Minnesota Republican Party, running commercials saying that Mark Dayton killed some kid. Uh, um, so moment, that was, a, yeah, that was a that was that was a low uh, point. So, and so, optics failure, right? Now. And so I, I think you know I I think, and and that goes on both on both parties. I, I think when you when you lose a winnable race, you should probably just take a step back and say maybe I'm maybe I'm not the right person uh, for the job. Um, so, but it doesn't hurt to try it again. See, the the waters are a little different this year. We'll see what so. happens if he tries a different approach. Yeah, and I, I don't mean, I, and I don't want to pick a, pick on Jeff because I like Jeff, and I had mm-hmm. no problem supporting him once he became the candidate and won that won the primary. Uh, very enthusiastically supported him. But I, I remember on, on on a different program, I'm not going to mention its name because I don't advertise with us, but uh, <laughs> he he put together a, 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 a nice video talking about uh, the, the perils of Southwest Light Rail. It was very detailed, very, very great information, and everybody was lauding it. And it's like, and he's like, yeah, you know, um, we were thinking of doing stuff like that, you know, during the gubernatorial campaign. We just, we just didn't get around to it. I'm like, Mm-hmm. What? What? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, you know, things that just was the campaign in a microcosm. Again, 
I, I don't want to sound like a, a you know Monday morning quarterbacking, but it's like how how do how do you how and do here's these a chance a parent. Yeah, here's a chance to see if he's learned from his mistakes. It's, I understand uh, he's got a whole different campaign team, a different manager from out of mm. state. Um, yeah, he's okay. <laughs> I think the I think the the core oh. yes, mm, says it all. The, I guess. Well, how about so, our other candidates? The core is the core is still there. I do want to say one last thing on that. Um, if only somebody had been standing up and saying, pointing out that there were maybe some deficiencies in that campaign while the campaign was going on. If only maybe somebody was out there saying that kind of stuff. Maybe we could have changed the course of the campaign for the better. Too bad nobody was saying that kind of stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah. But let's see what happens <clears throat> this year. It'll be an interesting race, nonetheless. And I. You know, looking at the other candidates besides Matt, besides Jeff, who else is in the race? Besides Oli, who's everywhere, running for everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's. I mean, we kind of mentioned some of the Republican candidates. I mean, Philip Parrish was a surprise candidate in the U.S. Senate race, like you said back in 2014. His endorsement speech uh, got mm-hmm. got a lot of high acclaim and actually did well the first ballot. Of course, he ended up fading. I as, remember as time being there. On. That was yeah. interesting. Very powerful. Yeah, no mm-hmm. doubt about it. But out, outside, I mean, right now, I mean. Um, I, I th- so we're agreeing of, of the candidates in there thus far. Uh, we'll probably, what between Matt Dean and Jeff Johnson as far as who are I would most say at the top viable. Right now. And, yeah, yeah, I'm just looking. I'm just scanning down our list here of others. Uh, does anyone know Jeffrey Wharton? Yeah, I, I don't know much no. about him. Or uh, Christopher Chamberlain. I think we and if I could give him. if I could give one piece of unsolicited advice to the the candidates who are in the race now there was an event the other day where michelle bachman spoke and then there was a debate or forum whatever we're calling them these days and you had all those goofballs up on the stage i I really think that the candidates who are in at least the upper tier um need to advocate for themselves a little bit better with these events and not put themselves on the stage with these goofballs because it it really lowers you it, it really brings you down to a level um, where, you know, when, when you're going to, when you're on the stage with Count Chocula or whatever, I mean, <laughs> you, you're, you've, you've lowered yourself to that level. I've forever yeah. named him Count instead Chocula. Of, instead yeah. of, uh, instead of raising yourself above the fray, you know, um, yes, it's good and important to be out there in front of people and talking to people, but do you really want to be putting yourself in those, in that type of environment? I, I think probably not the best not the best move, but I, I think candidates just need to learn to get out into areas they're not comfortable with, and that's the one thing I will say very positively about Jeff Johnson. He was in communities in Minneapolis campaigning hard, and that's an area those urban areas are so overlooked every single time by state candidates. You know, you know where our chances of winning anything there are low, but if you can bring that count up. Bring that count up. That rises to the top. And you could argue that's how Norm Coleman lost in 2008 because, you know, it was more of the less, wow, we're not going to win those areas anyways. But if you at least increase your vote totals in those areas, you don't Mm -hmm. need to win them. But as we saw, what did he end up losing by, 300 votes? Yes. Uh, How huge that is. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's absolutely an excellent point. Uh, You know, you don't necessarily need to win a specific area as much as you need to increase your your presence there and and, uh, obviously – uh, lead to more votes, but uh, um, and what do you think about DFL? If I could switch gears for a I was little just going to ask that DFL. I mean, we've got uh, State Representative Tina Liebling, who was a big Bernie Sanders supporter. Chris Coleman, Chris Coleman, St. Paul Mayor Erin uh, Murphy, the representative out of she's out of St. Is she out of St. Paul? St. Paul, I believe. Paul. Yeah, yeah. Uh, State Auditor uh, Rebecca Otto. D- uh, yeah. Uh, uh, for, uh, is he a House Minority Leader now? Thankfully, he's not the House Speaker anymore. Paul Thiessen. No, nope, he's not. He's not in House leadership anymore. Okay, okay. And then uh, Tim Walls, who I know uh, 
Je- uh, Jeff saying his praises last. I don't. I don't want to say saying his praises, but you think he's the most viable DFL candidate. You still believe that, Jeff Colbert? You know, I think. Um, I think Tim Waltz is the is the candidate. If the DFL were smart, that's the candidate they'd nominate. What's interesting about him over the last few months here is he's really, you know, he's competing for their endorsement as well, and and that's that's how the game is played. You, if you're a centrist of any type, you you have to tack far left or far right, you know, depending on which party you're in, in order to try and win a party endorsement, and then try and correct and come back to the back center to, the to to get um to get uh general mainstream support. Yeah, right. But um, Tim Waltz has been really kind of um, all over the place in in some of these like just kind of. I, I think his tacking to the left to try and win the first round here is is going to end up haunting him um he's going to have a problem i think with guns um he was nra endorsed uh when he ran for congress um that's going to be a problem for some activists he well, then had, and then he had a photo up with some moms want to, or moms demand action, action not moms want action moms demand action <laughs> uh that mitch mitch posted a couple of days before his latest congressional uh victory that he barely won so that could be something that could that could certainly haunt him uh, and, with the with the gun with the pro gun activists. And, certainly. and I mean, he's out running on on gerrymandering was his big topic that a couple of days ago. Is that is you know he's going to quit the process of gerrymandering in Minnesota, which is not only factually stupid, but it's just a, it's it's not you, you really aren't that's not a bread and butter. Uh, dinner table type issue. People aren't out there banging down the doors about gerrymandering. Not to mention the fact that we have, you know, five of our congressional districts are competitive, and the courts have drawn the lines and the, I was going to uh, say district that. lines. Yeah. In we may lose a congressional seat. That's several, a rumor. Yeah. So, I, so it's to, to make the claim that we have a gerrymandering problem in Minnesota <laughs> is absolutely ludicrous. But um, so who knows? Where, who knows? Um, if he can make it through, I mean, the best thing that could happen for Republicans is, you know, Rebecca Otto becomes the, the candidate, and then you'll really have a have a good chance. So, And if she loses, she loses both seats then, right? Yeah. Auditor and governor. We do have one final segment coming up on the program today. Uh, Pat, if you can please hold until the next segment. I promise we take your call when we come back right here. M1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Mitch Berg. Honored to be joined by Nancy LaRoche and Jeff Kolb. We'll be back with one final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Dennis Prager here. And for two years now, I've been telling you about my wife, Sue, who tried Relief Factor because of her knee pain, and it worked. This is before I ever even heard about the product. I never endorsed a pain reliever, but now I am. And yes, now I'm taking Relief Factor 2. Maybe you've heard me call it a miracle. In fact, listen to what Amanda from Texas wrote. I was having pain in my left thumb area and left side of my leg from my knee about four inches up. After about a week of taking Relief Factor, the pain in my leg has gone away. And a few days later, the pain in my left hand is gone. We've gotten thousands of these testimonials, and if you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip, or knee pain, or general muscle aches and pain, do what my wife Sue did, try Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com or call them toll-free, 800-583-84, 800-583-84. Thinking about life insurance? 
What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. What's on your travel horizon? For some, it's the city. Others, a tropical oasis or perhaps a cultural experience. At Travel Leaders Apple Valley, we recognize travel as a personal experience. It's our ambition to give you the personal attention, expertise, and exclusive advantages to help you embrace the joy of travel as much as we do. Travel is more than just a booking. Our experts are your personal guide to the world. From advising you of all the options, sharing insider tips, to understanding the complexities, we have a passion for travel. Most importantly, our travel experts give you the peace of mind of knowing that you can rely on us throughout your entire travel experience. Whatever is on your travel horizon, for great offers on air, hotels, cruises, and more, contact Travel Leaders Apple Valley at 952-432-6272. That's 952-432-6272. Or visit TravelLeaders.com slash AppleValleyMN. When you travel with Travel Leaders Apple Valley, you travel better. You always have the best music. I wish I had my cowbell yeah. with me. Not only are, are Mitch and I and King the, uh, the best local political talk on weekends, we bring the bumper music each and every weekend. We bring it. And Mitch is bummed because of uh, we uh, our music, We have to. it has to be approved by Global Music Rights. So Mitch can't play Springsteen anymore. He's dying. Oh, yeah. can he make, make these, do his own music? Yeah. He's recording right now, right? Yeah, yeah, so... That's what he's going to have to go with. Hey, we're back. Hey, I'm 20 the Bovey Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Brad Carlson filling in for my friend and colleague Mitch Berg. Mitch will be back next Saturday, joined by Nancy LaRoche and Jeff Kolb. Uh, as promised, want to get to Pat in Minneapolis on line one. Pat, go ahead. You are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Yes, hello. <clears throat> of course, my <clears throat> my throat just went up, <clears throat> down here. Anyway, I have a actually a comment that... I think it's probably common knowledge when people say um, <clears throat> the Democrats are for it, and you fill in the poor. Republicans are for it, the rich. There's this, this kind of stereotype out there that I don't think the Republicans have really overcome. I have, um, you know, I really think the Republicans need to work on their image. Whoever the candidate would be, I think we need to really say that Republicans care about the disabled, the poor, the seniors and actually do something about it. And one thing that's big here in Minnesota, you probably all know about it, is the big PACER fundraiser for people with educational, you know, disability rights and so forth. Okay. And they draw big names. So always, usually, it's pretty much in May. Jay Leno, Diana Ross, I mean, big names, and they have the local newscasters usually be the MC. 
there's big money there because they have silent auctions and things and tens of thousands of dollars are thrown away by the flick of a finger, you know, when they're doing a silent auction. So there's some big money there. But I just think it's important that whoever the candidate would be, that they would show up saying, yes, we care about these disabled kids and their educational rights, and we're coming to this fundraiser. And then these people would know that, and they would introduce them there. I also think that when Republicans have gatherings of things, conventions, things like that, we should bring canned goods, donate them to local food shelves, and let people know we care about the poor. Go to the senior um, high-rises. Listen to these uh, mostly ladies uh, that, you know, have some comments about what their needs are, and at least knowing about that and also to the communities of the um, the Somalis and others that are in Eden Prairie and Bloomington and so forth and Edina. Okay, Get thanks. Into some of these places. Appreciate the call, Pat. Thank you uh, very much. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is uh, something that Republicans, you know, always uh, working on messaging, and obviously uh, messaging has a has a uh, tendency to uh, well, get uh, distilled down a little bit as uh, as caricatured. So uh, there there is a, there is an effective way to do that, and we talked a little bit about community outreach. outreach yeah, a little time. bit uh, yeah. a little bit ourselves. I mean, mm-hmm. and some see the long term vision of it. They, they realize well, we may not be able to win this area this election cycle, but we have to get established right now. The best time would have been you know. 50 years ago. The second best time right now. You know, just to it's never of, too late. Right. right. You know, um, what's interesting, I sort of touched on it um, during the break here, but in uh, and, and this, it's not out of line with what the caller was saying, but I, I don't really know what uh, going into 2018, I, I don't know what a Republican statewide victory looks like. I, I don't know what, what you weren't here in 2006, were you? Well, I, because <laughs> that would have been the last time you have seen one. Yes, well, but <laughs> but I mean, just from the perspective of who, how do you put together a, a winning coalition to get to fifty percent plus one, or or even I guess a, a simple um, majority of the of the votes? I it it's um, our plurality, I guess, of the votes. But yep, I know uh, the uh, you know is it out state. And suburbs now is it is it are do those votes that went Trump in in CD eight stick with the next Republican candidate for governor or do they go back where they always next were? Question, I mean, well, yeah. I don't know what the I don't know what it looks like because I don't know what a Republican is anymore and I don't know what the message is and I don't know what apparently on the national level it's 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 um, uh, putting on sick burns on the left and drinking liberal tears now, which I don't know is the I, best policy <laughs> way to advance a policy agenda. Or, or, or media your bashing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean me- media bashing as a as a policy position. I mean, okay, that's great, but what? I mean, not that the media doesn't deserve a lot of what it gets. Anyway, right, right. But I think, but I mean, I don't know that that's a substitute for healthcare policy. And how does uh, that play in rural politics? And, and I, I, rural I don't know. I mean, I really think, I really think that's why I think again, you know. Um, Four years ago was a much more traditional um, race, or more more traditional. I don't know that anybody knows what 2018 looks like. The first post-Trump election, I, I don't think anybody knows. Anybody who I think, here, how about said a different way, anybody who thinks that they know what that looks like um, is is lying, uh, um, or or anyone who says that they know what that that looks like is lying, because I, I don't think anybody has any idea. I, I don't know if these, you know, did the Iron Range flip? 
read and we just don't know it yet? Or was that a one-time blip? Or I think was it, it was economics. I, I mean, drove a lot of jobs. And, and, these, and these folks are willing Healthcare. to give Trump a chance. You know, I, I mm-hmm. guess you could say maybe he's on you know, the Dean Wormer double secret probation at this point. <laughs> They're willing to give him a chance, you know, these lifelong Democrats. But, uh, you know, and then who gets the blame? You know, because we had several callers in the first hour saying, well, the Congress is messing around, not passing Trump's agenda. And meanwhile, Trump's White House has been in chaos for six months, and yet none of the blame gets laid at his feet. I don't know that that's necessarily correct. So who knows? Who knows? But I don't know that Trump's agenda was ever a Republican agenda anyway. I think the Republican Party was the most convenient vehicle for a personality like that. No superdelegates. To to, to Mm -hmm. take over. Yeah, no question. And so I don't know that his... I mean, I really can't say at this point what his agenda is because I think it changes, and I think— you Get on his hear... Twitter feed, you might <laughs> Well, I mean, but, you know, are we getting a wall? Are we not getting a wall? Are we—what are we doing with health care? I, I don't know. Health a mess. I saw, I... There was, there were, I saw there was a House bill put forth to propose $1.3 billion funding for the wall, so— um, I don't know if that was just being proposed or was actually passed, but I saw something about it. So at least it's right. it's on the radar as a tax reform. But, but major things that these people got elected on yes. are not getting through or yes. not getting accomplished, or it's going in baby steps and we're not hearing about it through the media. So I don't know. I don't know where you get the votes to put together a statewide win. I, I just don't know where they come from. I don't know if they're there. I don't know if they're we only there have a, yeah, on we only either have, side. We only have about 30 seconds left. And, well, I mean, obviously this, somebody's going to win. This but. particular subject probably doesn't take more than five seconds. Who's going to pose Amy Klobuchar? <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> a cardboard cutout. Yeah, right. I, I'm keeping my Jeff. fingers crossed for uh, for David Hand's last hurrah in politics to be a losing center. Race. AM 1280, the Patriot, Northern <laughs> Alliance Radio Network, me, Brad Carlson, having filled in for Mitch Berg. Nancy LaRose, Jeff Cole, appreciate your time today. Thanks thank so much. You. Too much fun. Come back anytime. I appreciate it. Will do. Thanks. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you. I will talk to you tomorrow right here in AM 1280, the Patriot, starting at 2 p.m. Central Time. Godspeed, my friends. I'll talk to you tomorrow. One last call for alcohol, so finish your Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. It takes a lot of courage to face your own death, but I'm glad I finally did. See, I was putting off getting life insurance to protect my family, even though I knew it was important. Then my neighbor's husband died. I watched her struggle emotionally and financially. It really made me face reality. If my husband died, how would I pay the mortgage, the car payments, or keep up the life the kids and I had? I realized I needed to get us life insurance right away, so I called AIG Direct. In less than five minutes, I had a quote. I was shocked at how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. I feel so much better knowing my family has protection. Call AIG Direct right now for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you can save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-458-3263. That's 1-800-458-3263. 1-800-458-3263. You've heard of the fun police? Well, we're the opposite. The original donut shop coffee. Full-flavored, deliciously straightforward coffee best enjoyed with a smile. So good, it's criminal. (sighs) Enjoy a cup and sprinkle some fun into your day. Made for your Keurig brewer. Find it at Keurig.com and grocery stores everywhere. Just look for the bright teal box with the donut. The original donut shop coffee. Have more fun. I was skeptical when I heard that your family bank could help me pay off my mortgage and get out of debt in under 10 years with my current income. Hi, my name is John. I'm a Patriot listener and a financial executive here in town. As such, I understand numbers. 
Using your family bank, my family will go from a $292,000 mortgage with 22 years remaining and $40,000 of additional debt to being totally out of debt, including the mortgage, in 9.8 years. We'll save $103,000. If you don't have a program which will get your family totally out of debt, including your mortgage, in less than 10 years just by redirecting your current cash flow, you need to talk with Daniel of Your Family Bank, who's right here in the Twin Cities. Thanks, John. This is Daniel Altwig of Your Family Bank. My friend, there's no risk nor obligation to find out for yourself. Go to daniel.yourfamilybank.org, click on the Request tab in the upper right-hand corner, and leave your contact information. daniel.yourfamilybank.org. That's daniel.yourfamilybank.org. TheFishTwinCities.com is home to the best in today's Christian music. The best melodies. The top artists. And the greatest message. Listen on TheFishTwinCities.com and with the free mobile app. The Fish Twin Cities. Safe for the whole family. From the Nepsis. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.